Welcome back to another episode of Creating Magic. I'm Danny. And I'm Paula. And today we are here with our good friend Jennifer, the person behind Literary Inc. Hello, Eugene. Thank you all for having me um, on the podcast. We're so excited to have you on. Why don't you introduce yourself a little? Tell us who you are, kind of what you do, and any other random facts you want to share. Um, my name is Jennifer Edge. I've been tattooing for over 13 years. Um, I am one of the magic makers behind Literary Inc. I own my own tattoo shop in Chattanooga, Tennessee called Mainline Tattoo. Um, I'm blessed with the team that I work with. They're the ones who help me put on the show. Um, love tattooing. When I'm not tattooing, I like long walks on the beach. No, wait, just kidding. <laughs> I love hanging out with my wife and uh, our dog, Birdie. Um, just, you know, I pretty much art all the time. And if I'm not drawing or painting, I am thinking up of crazy ideas for our tattoo convention. And I will say, so I came this year. It was, I do a lot of conventions. It was a very different convention in all the good ways possible. Uh, One of the things we talked about a lot was like the vibe of the convention and none of, all of us were like, we were just having fun and it was just so laid back. I doubt it was laid back for you because you were in charge. (laughs) Well, I saw you running around. That's true. But my team did say this is the year that they've seen me the most calm. I had a piece come over me about two weeks before the show. Um, I I, I go to therapy about every couple of weeks just to kind of touch it, touch base, make sure all is good and stuff. And we were talking about some things that, you know, we, we had had, we had 2018, which was the opening 2019. We're supposed to have our third show in 2020 and two weeks before COVID shut us down. Um, we didn't for sure at first know if we were coming back or not or when we would come back. So it it I guess just, you know, we had we had one therapy session and she was just like, have you done your best? And I was like, I think I've done my best. I've done more than I've ever done. And then she goes, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, whether, you know, they 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 applaud you or they boo you, you have done your best. And that's that's all that matters. And so at that moment, I literally let go and just was ready to have a good time. And it was the best show we have ever had. We had so much fun and I had the most FOMO. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I was like, why? I'm not a pin collector, but I was hanging out with the pin collectors and so many more of them want to attend next year. And just Yeah, they are some that's a crazy bunch of folks. We love them so much. They did they they oh everything looks so great. It was so amazing. We had a we had a heck of a heck of crazy vendors this year. Yeah, well, you had like the uh, the trifecta of pin sellers right in a row because you had Sunset, mm-hmm. Odman, and Tweak, and then Stina with Laser Brain, yes, right in a row. So, and then they went crazy and let release some limited edition things that never was announced until it happened. <laughs> I got some. <laughs> I got. Some. I did too. They're on my desk, but it was like so funny. So I was sharing a room with our friend Madi, and she was getting messages from people that were like, "Buy me this many, buy me this many," because they're all playing backs. <laughs> oh wow, that's wild. That's awesome. Yeah, I ended up. Uh, they had a pen trading uh, panel, and it. I think it was the biggest panel we had. Um, this year's panels. It's the first time that we had several different panels lined up. It was. You'll you'll know kind of panels a little bit ahead of time, more so next year, because it was our first year really kind of digging into it. So I'm hoping that those things grow because. At, at our at our core, we're a tattoo convention, but we've got a lot of folks coming who are wanting to do other things. So we're trying to find what is that perfect blend between being a tattoo convention and kind of just a con and having, okay, if we put them together, how can we make that, you know, feasible for people who are wanting to get tattooed as well as seeing this? So we're going to try to start making sure that our panel list comes out like in the next, well, about, you know, before the show, like a few months before yeah. the show. So we have time to plan. Yeah, no, I, I think, like, and I know a lot of people, like, for LeakyCon, when that schedule drops with the panel listing, a lot of people are just like, oh, which ones am I going to? I And as a Ravenclaw, I love, like, looking at what things are coming out. 
Yes, it gets pretty serious. I think we'll definitely have a core of things that we're doing with the folks that we like to work with and then still have a few things that are kind of opened up to plug and play. Um, we had, God, there's just, there was so much that happened this year. We had all the, we had the wolves this year, you know, which was awesome. Uh, wizard rock came this year. Um, we're going to be dropping our new theme soon. I have mentioned that it's in July, 2024 on my Instagram, but nowhere else. And those dates will be coming soonish, but we're going to push it out a little bit. Cause uh, we're just going to invite everybody to go to Dollywood with us afterwards. We're going to drive up on Monday and hang out in Dollywood too That's soon. Fun. It's nice. just like an hour and a half up the road. So it's like Dollywood's like the universal or Disney of of the Smoky Mountain. <laughs> yeah. I, since being up there, I keep getting a lot of reels from the area. And I like regret not have like spending extra days up there. So Madi and I have been being like, oh, we should go to this. We should go do this next time. So we already have like a list of things we want to check out. I love Chattanooga. I did not expect that. It's amazing. It's such a cute little town. We had mm-hmm. so much fun. We walked from our hotel every day. <laughs> it's pretty, everything's pretty close. Downtown's really like, you know, center focal, but at the same time, you just get like, it's, it's almost like Chattanooga's a ring. Um, you got this, the center ring, which is downtown. Then it goes out a little bit more. You can be in any part of, of Chattanooga within like 15 to 20 minutes. And we've got all, you know, that too. We are surrounded by mountains and definitely good food. Um, I tattoo a lot of the chefs in town, so that's a whole level for me. So when it comes to the restaurants, I'm like, we've got to try this one. We've got to try this one. I'm pretty sure we need to go back to this one as soon as we can. Yeah, we uh, we went to Tupelo Honey two days in a row for breakfast. Yes. Had, did you try bluegrass, though, when you were in town? Did we? I think we were at bluegrass. So Tupelo Honey we did for breakfast because we could just walk right over to the convention center. Yes. But I think we were at Bluegrass and what was the other place we were at? It has like an outdoor seating area and had like a fire pit. State of Confusion? That one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, that's me every day. State of Confusion. (laughs) Yeah, for real. <laughs> it's two doors down from us. We 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 maintain that headspace at Mainline. Yeah, we went there. We did some axe throwing. Oh yeah, Valkyrie is awesome. They they took good care of us. Had it not been raining that night, I think we would have we had a few more things set up for around the Mainline area, but it was like misting and everything else. But we still had a really good turnout. I hit the whole street and checked everybody out. But uh, our our Thursday night pre shenanigans, we had axe throwing, we had uh, rolled ice cream. Um, they were candy. Doing, yeah, cotton candy. They were spinning cotton candy at um, uh, the curated arch. I mean, there was something going on for everybody. Was, we had a great story. Our friends left dinner to go get cotton candy, and they tried to bring it back in the rain. <laughs> and they took videos the whole process of them getting the cotton candy. So it was like nice and big. And they got back, and they had the stick left. Yeah, it it melted on me too. I was trying to run down there, check on everybody, and then get back to Slicks because Amber was playing at that point, and the mainline crew were kind of like huddled in there together. <laughs> same thing happened to me though it was literally like i was like rain or shine we're doing this because we have four businesses that can house you but at the same time dang the rain we still we had a great time one of the things i loved about lit inc that in my head i'm like why don't other conventions do this y'all had food trucks we did um we we well we did and we didn't the convention center said we couldn't have food trucks but would you believe that just down the road like a block from the convention center is where i happened to do all of my radio advertising <laughs> would you believe the food trucks were there that weekend for whatever reason it, it worked crazy. out perfectly <laughs> Like it, it wasn't a far that, walk. Maybe I went from from booth to booth, letting every single tattoo wizard and vendor know that there were arrows on the ground. Yes, for real. You couldn't <laughs> miss it. But it was nice because, like, a lot of times you do conventions, and like, I hate con food. It's like the bane yeah. of my existence when people are like, "You're in this great city," and they're like, "Let's have chicken nuggets from the convention center." Or Papa John's Pizza. I agree. I agree. This year at the convention center, though, they had a couple of really good things. They had like this barbecue chicken sandwich. I was like, are you kidding me? So they they turned it up a little bit for us. And we had some different vegan options. because We do have a lot of people who are gluten-free. So we're very aware. Um, That's one of the cooler things when we first started doing 
the show. So like the first year of Literary Inc., I'd only gone to a couple of tattoo conventions myself. And I was kind of like, okay, do they not care that we're here? And this was just a couple of different conventions, not naming any names, but you know, it was just almost like it was hard for me to get electricity, which is kind of important because, you know, back then I wasn't wireless. And so when we started literary, it was from the tattooer standpoint, okay, what would the tattoo artist need? What's going on here? How's this going to happen? The first year we had it, we actually had it in a hotel and we had this really awesome vegan food truck. And then it just so happened one of the chefs that I tattooed happened to be the lead chef in the hotel. So we had like this pre at dinner um, and we just had different things. Uh, I think a lot of people, you're right. I don't think a lot of people focus on those pieces when, you know, that's kind of a part of it. I mean, I get having a lot of it does come down to the convention center saying no, but if you can find a way around it or have a couple food vendors that, you know, you normally don't get a chance to have it, it does heighten the experience. It makes it just a little bit more fun. What was your motivation behind starting Lit Inc.? A couple of things. Number one, I felt like tattoo artists could be treated a little better at shows. And number two, I wanted to, I have had a fear of flying for a hot minute. Um, And I'm also the person who, if you have a fear and it's not going to break your body or give me some intense headache, um, which means no roller coasters, uh, I, uh, I try to face them. But before I was getting to that point of getting on an airplane, I was like wanting to get tattooed by this um, gentleman named Jonathan Pinshaw. He goes by Earth Grasper on Instagram. And I was like, he, he was, he was doing most of the Harry Potter tattoos back then. And I was just, I was enamored by his style. It is very unique. It's, it's one of those where you see a piece, you know, it's his. And I was like, well, if I have a, cause uh, we'd, we'd thought about theming the convention, which we've always had it themed as books, but we, we, we dived heavily into Harry Potter and the wizarding world. Cause that was always been important to me. And then I was also like, well, if we theme it Harry Potter, he can't say no. He's like the tattooer who tattoos all Harry Potter. He cannot say no. Well, literally about a week or two after that happened, um, they opened up this seminar that he was teaching at in Chicago. And so my happy butt got on a plane and I got to have a conversation with him Um the seminar, we, we we went to go get coffee and I was just like, I said, well, this stressed me out. And I was talking to him. I was like, you know, why I did the show, right? Like part of it was getting you there. And he goes, he goes, so what if you get up in the plane, you die? Well, that's the end of life. Congratulations. You win three minutes. That's three minutes of, you know, I mean, have you, are you living now? And that conversation made me go, man, am I living now? And, and what can I do to make sure that I'm kind of, you know, living more. Um, so when it comes to getting on a plane, do I get still get stressed? Yes. But do I get on that plane because I know what's on the other side of it? Yes. A lot of people I was with did get tattooed and a lot were like considering it. And we're like, this is literally like the best place to tattoo shop because you find every style, yes, every type of thing. And if you want multiples in different styles, you can get them all done. But you also have, it's not just like local or U.S.-based artists. You guys are actually pretty international, which was surprising with it just being in like Chattanooga. We uh, are very blessed. Uh, at our first show, we had one Australian. Um, her name was Ebony Mellowship. And then by year two, we had a couple people from London, a couple more people from Australia, um, a couple people from everywhere. This year, we got Scotland. We got Germany. We got Australia. We got uh, Canada. We got uh, lots of Canada. We got Puerto Rico. I mean, I don't understand it awesome. either. It's very exciting because how the heck that happens. Um, and we got artists from all over the United States, too. Like, I don't want to throw those out because we we literally have, I think, just some of the most talented, nerdy folks get what a book themed convention can be. And I'll straight up say after the first and second show, a lot of folks were just like, this is what's happening. They're taking care of us. You know, we have a couple of things that we have hidden, so to speak, for the artist, you know, and then I also try to make it um, a heck of an experience for an attendee. Um, but yeah, we've got we got people who came from all over and I'm still beaming from the fact that that's even a thing. Um, and this is because this is one of my favorite parts for the first show. And I'm gonna back it up just a little bit and then I'll, I'll keep saying because we're still 80 percent. But for the first show, 30 people signed up. It's the very beginning. My wife looks at it and she goes, Jennifer, do you see what's happening? And I looked down. I said, yeah, they're all Hufflepuffs. (laughs) They were all, they were all female. So our show is 80% female. We also have a lot of non-binary and trans folks that come, which is something that's important to us. We want, we don't care who you are as long as you're not an asshole. (laughs) You know, like we want 
good people to show up and good people to come. We want understanding people. And I think that's what this show is, is it's a, it's a big chunk of what this show's about is having that safe space and feeling at home and not feeling like you're going to be called a name for whatever color you are because of who you want to sleep with, whatever size you are, whatever your thoughts are. Like we kind of keep the politics out for the most part and just move forward with love and anybody who comes at us with like hate, I just shut it down. It's it's I'm not going to come back with hate at you. I'm going to kind of show you some love and then show you the door. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's the world is a crazy place right now, and it takes a lot of people getting together to let their little light shine as a big light. And I guess that's what this is about too, for me anyway. And it shows like, and you can feel it. Um, a lot of us that were there, like with Madi, especially because her and I were rooming together. And then we had two people, like there were four of us that our rooms were like, like connected and we've done the big conventions. We've done multiple leaky cons and like leaky con is great, but like, we just felt very different at this convention. Like you could feel it through the whole space that it was just very inclusive and welcoming and that like people wanted to come back and it's one of those things it's like okay yeah I want a tattoo but I want to go just because I want to see what happens to this and I loved being in this space and with the people that showed up I've, I've that warms my heart I mean that's the big thing and that's been something we've heard every time uh we had a couple different people uh talk to us uh this time and they were like this really seemed flawless this was awesome but I had one that stood out this lady came up and she was a tattoo wizard and she's like I just I just feel like this is the the Disneyland of conventions. And I was just like, oh my God, <laughs> that was so awesome. Thank That's you. Awesome. That made my day. <laughs> it was great. Cause like y'all also thought of other things like your convention didn't end when the vendor market closed each day. <laughs> there was so does. much more to do. Like there was always something that it, it just continued and it flowed throughout. Cause like, there's a lot of times when you, hit a convention and that closing time you kind of shut down and just prepare for the next day. But this was just like, there were things that you could just like relax and have food and the community is involved. And it's very reflective of how much of a part of that community you are in Chattanooga because of how many like organizations and businesses were doing things with the knowledge that you guys were the happening. We are very, very blessed. Um, I know Tennessee is a very hot topic and hot state right now, but at our core. We live in Florida, girl. (laughs) Everybody, we're not going to get into this tonight. But um, anyway, at our core, though, um, you know, most of those businesses were right off of Main Street and right down the road from me. And, you know, Moxie hooking us up and the Big Chill hooking us up. Um, with like a nice place and taking good care of us. I think, did you come to the after party? Did you come to Sunday night shenanigans? I did not. I flew out Sunday afternoon. You missed out on the fun. I know. Uh, uh, Jeff um, Jeff made sure that I was aware of everything. <laughs> that was crazy. So Sunday night was also my birthday. I've been joking that the after party was just my birthday party, <laughs> but it was true. Um <laughs> It was wild. Uh, yes. As for things afterwards, uh, next year we're going to do things a little bit differently too, because we've got a we've had a couple more people who reach out and they're wanting to do some stuff. But having those, just letting people know, hey, if you're in Chattanooga this weekend, here's our favorite places to eat. Speaking of, you know, always wanting to find the hot spots in town and stuff, and that's a lot of our 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 ways that we send everybody. Um, I think you just got to talk to people, get a little more invested. Uh, I've had so many people ask, are you going to take, are you going to take literary on the road? You're going to take literary on the road. I'm like, well, we're teaming up with Leaky. You know, we're bringing some tattoo artists there and one day it'll be on the road, but this was actually my third, my third go. And we were shut down for four years. So it felt like it was brand new again. And for it to come back out and be, I mean, it was as close to perfect as as I could have been looking for. And that was something that was huge for me because uh, my team, I have Seth, Julia, Anil, Brittany, and Morgan, Katie. If you if you saw the Ask Katie shirts, Katie's the shop manager of Mainline and Emily and Rihanna and Cody and, and Jared, I could go on with 50 names. And Jeff, yet another person came with you, came on his own, but like super volunteer. 
Um, these people put their heart and soul in it. I had three of my friends take a week off of work and they come and they came and they volunteered and not just like, Hey, I'm here for a spot. They like volunteered for like one of the core positions. Um, so this year, especially the team had everything running. Um, Julia is the lady who did like everything on the stage. So she was okay. dressed up like Samwise. She was dressed up. Or <laughs> Oh my gosh, all of her outfits were insane. And then she was also one of the performers at the uh, the after party event. Her and Tim did Give Me, Give Me, Give Me, a man by ABBA dressed up as Tonks and Lupin. There was wigs flipping and hair color changing and a werewolf out of Tim's shirt. I mean, it was it was crazy. Um, but everybody at, at Mainline put their heart and soul in this in a way that just this year just filled my cup up and you could feel that. And, you know, talking about walking through and, and you're telling me we all had a great time. I had so many people stop me and say, this was awesome. And I had so many female artists stop me and say, I've been looking for something like this. It, it makes me feel good to know that these things are out there. That is an amazing feeling for my heart. But at the same time, I'm like, it's breaking my heart because for so long you, you didn't have this taste of something. And yeah. so you know, more than anything else, I feel like um, this show, I'll keep doing it as long as those feelings are happening. And there's just just love. Just push out some love. Be kind, people. Be kind. We all need it right now. Real bad. Like Real I said, bad. <laughs> you could feel it in the space. And even just also how chill the space was. Like, everyone was just enjoying themselves. There wasn't like any like tension or I have to do this. I have to do this. It's just like, no, let's go. Let's go wander this aisle. Let's go check out these artists. Let's go see who's there's like people that would do like full long day tattoos. So it was fun to like walk by every few hours to see what the status was. And people should be talking to you while they're getting tattooed. Oh yeah. They crazy. We're all crazy. We have a couple (laughs) people who uh, I always tell folks, I'm like, don't get over tattooed. Don't get a lot. But we have a couple folks who literally they get, they get got at this show. One of them is a doctor. Her name's Ada. She's an amazing human being. Um, we, she came to the first show and she got like tattooed six times the first show or eight times or 25. I don't even remember, but we were like, who are you? <laughs> and then she came down and got tattooed by mainline. And then she came back to the second show and she was like a volunteer for that. And I was like, what is going on here? Um, but just moves my heart. And then we got the, we got our own set of literary ink twins. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many folks that just stand out and you're starting to see them come back and you're starting to see what this show means to them. And I still, the very first year I had so many folks tell me, you don't know what you got. You don't know what you got. You don't know what you got. And I think they were right. And sometimes I still feel like, I don't know what I got. But at the same time, it's pure magic. And it doesn't matter. You don't have to define this. Whatever's happening is moving something more than just, than just being there that weekend. It's just filling you up just a little bit longer until we get back again. Yeah. And and I I can't wait to see it grow. Um, like I plan to go back, but like when people ask, they're like, "Oh, you're gonna do?" So? I'm like, honestly, I just want to see where this goes because it was such <laughs> a great like everything just felt so good. I'm like, I just want to see how this grows because I can see the potential. And like, and I'm that nerd that wants to watch stuff like that. I'm like, I just want to watch. I want to be a spectator. I want I want to be part of this thing because. It's so amazing. Just those two and a half days I was there. It, it is something else. We uh, I can let you know that as of right now, we're going to stay the same size. I can also let you know that as of right now, to stay the same size, there will only be 3,000 tickets available next year. Yeah. Um, I don't, well, I don't even think mean like grow in size, but like. Okay, just see what happens with each season. Yes. Like seeing what, what you guys do and what comes out of it. Not even like people wise, like with more people, because it is nice to have that smaller space. Yeah. Because you can actually meet people and you're not on. I just did MegaCon two weekends ago. You can't do anything in there. Like <laughs> it's so packed and you don't have that feeling like in at Lidink, you felt like you could really look at the booths and talk to the vendors. And one of my favorite artists was there. So always talking to her. We missed the boat that we both had already finished Last of Us. So we didn't get to talk until afterwards. <laughs> Who's your favorite artist? Um, I like Meg's Con. There's a th- there's 200 artists and I do my best with everybody's names, but straight up, I'll either know through their Insta or I'll be like, oh yeah, that person. <laughs> yeah. Megan Crow is her full name. Got it. Got it. Awesome. Awesome. 
Um, but like after it finished, she started posting things from Last of Us. I'm like, we missed this. We could have been talking the whole weekend. Oh, so good. It was such a good series. So, yes. And I, I have like that- half her art on my wall. So whenever she's at a convention, I always find her. That is so wild. It is it is wild to see because we also had a lot of new vendors this year, too. And um, there's a couple I ended up finding one on TikTok. She well, actually, she found me Um, she found my stuff on TikTok and she's like, I want to get a tattoo by you. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, your stuff is awesome. Do you want to vend at the show? And she's like, yeah, I can. And it turns out she's just an hour and a half away. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's so wild. It's It's these connections that you speak of and kind of. Um, you know, I've gotten to know a lot of the overseas folks. Oh, Italy. Italy was another place they came from. So I got tattooed this year by Marta Poison and her friend Lelo. Lelo from Italy. They uh, they ended up coming and they came down a week before the show. So I had a chance to get tattooed by her and my wife got tattooed by him. And it was just amazing to kind of have that interaction of she's like, oh, my English is not so good. And I'm like, it's OK. <laughs> We're going to figure it out. And we did. Um, and, uh, we have, a my very first uh, apprentice, um, which is now he's been tattooing for like six years. So he is phenomenal. He's out there, but he was Cuban. And when he first got to the, got to the, sh- the shop and we were training, there was a month of me training and my business partner came over. He's like, he said something and Neil answered him and he looked at me and I said, oh, he said this, this, and this. And I was just like, oh, how funny. Cause you know, when you're with somebody long enough, you start understanding them better and by the end of the weekend, we didn't have to slow down with each other. We didn't. It was like, you know, there was still like little drops of maybe I can't get my verbs right, but we know what's going on. But here. You, your flow was yeah. there. Yeah, it was so awesome. And um, the tattoo. So, I, like I said, we got shut down um, before the third one was supposed to happen. And it was one of those things where, you know, I don't want to quite say that I went into a depression about it, but we'd been working on it for a year. It didn't happen. Plus COVID, everything just stopped and you're left with what is happening to the world. Um, But having this come back through and I got tattooed by her and it was a, it was a red bird. It was a cardinal and a bluebird. And she posted it like the day before the show. And it said in nature, the cardinal and bluebird are natural enemies, but when they're seen together, it's a shine of harmony and peace. And I about started crying because I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, what a way to start this show. Seeing that, getting the tattoo, it's, it's a memory from my grandmother. It's a long story, but getting that tattoo meant a lot. And then for it to have those words that kind of, you know, peace and harmony. I mean, oh my gosh, are you kidding? And I was already calm. I was already ready because literally okay, I've done the best I can. We've got panels. We've got food. We've got advertising. We've all these things. And then it just went off and then it was done. It was the Monday before the show. And Brittany was our, our newest hire. She's only been there for eight weeks before the show. And she started doing all the graphic design for it. So woohoo, Brittany. I appreciate you. Um, but we started doing all the, the stuff for it. And she's, it was the Monday before the show. And she goes, it's almost here. And I looked at her and I said, it's already over with. I said, you don't realize how fast it's about to, there it was. Another thing you were doing that I would like to talk about, you were recording podcast episodes for your own podcast. Yes, the Tattoo Confidential Podcast, where we're going to talk about anything and everything directed towards clients, tattoo artists, young tattooers, um, people who are looking to get an artist. We will be having, I've had like 95 people, can you talk about being a prince? Can you talk about being a prince? I'm like, I sure can. You might not want to hear what I have to say, but I sure can. Um, It took me 11 years to become a tattoo artist. And I asked on and off for those 11 years. I probably could have tried harder. I did in the beginning and then it kind of slowed down. And then one day I had an opportunity handed to me and I just ran with it. So, you know, there's, there's it that in itself is fun. Um, Seth and I both had an opportunity to interview. Uh, we got to interview the literary ink twins. We got to interview a lot of the tattoo artists and then killer destinations and you, y'all are two podcasters there this year. I'm hoping to have a few more. Um, I feel I sit down every day and that's all I do. I'll tattoo and I have a podcast in and I'm kind of, you know, getting caught up on whatever I'm into, um, magical podcast, anything about books, um, the killer. I have, I have a true crime fetish. It's awful. Um, it's awful. Dateline. Give it to me, girl. I mean, it's <laughs> awful. <laughs> but um, yes, we, we're, we're going to be dropping our first episode this month and uh, definitely want to talk about getting y'all in there as well. But just, you know, kind of connecting everybody, talking about what 
what all is going on with that. And then talking about tattooing, maybe from a standpoint of if a client has a question, because a lot of people, they don't take the time to really listen to clients and say, what is it that you're looking for? What is it that you want? Um, or talk about, you know, I've had a lot of people, how do I know about tipping? Uh, it's included in my price, but anything, if you want to go above and beyond that, that's always appreciated, but never expected. Some folks expect it. So, you know, it's kind of like talking about those issues. Yeah. Well, one of the things that like, my favorite thing is we had a group chat of a lot of the pin people that were going and people were talking about where to get tattoos. And Stina's like, here's a chart of painful places. <laughs> and it was like a <laughs> color-coded chart of the whole human body and where, to, where well, you get to. tattoos everywhere, but where it's going to hurt more, especially if it's your first tattoo. <laughs> Don't do it, Ethel. Don't put it on your hand or your foot or your neck or your ribs or your chest. Yeah, there's, there's I only, some fun. I only have stuff. one tattoo. And I've had it for 16 years, so I don't think I'm getting it. It hurts so bad. That area does hurt. I only have one tattoo, too. It starts here and goes down. (laughs) Did it for me? He told me. He's like, are you sure that you want that there? And I was like, yes, that's where I want it. Because, like, I feel like it's an area that if I wanted to cover, I could cover it. It's not, you know, like, always exposed. And he was like, look at my body. I am covered in tattoos and the only place that I have that is not finished is there. Mm-hmm. He tried and I was like, no, no, that's what I wanted. And I had been thinking about it for years. This wasn't, I was 30 years old. So I was like, is it wasn't it? like, yeah, I wasn't like, I, like woke up one morning and was like, Hey, let's go get it. <laughs> I was like, I want to get one. And I like thought about it and I was like, this is where I want it. I don't want to regret it, but it hurt so bad that I was like people were like oh when are you gonna get another one and I was like uh never <laughs> <laughs> now I, I want something about like a couple yeah like um like I don't know I'm thinking my wrist but I'm like that probably hurts too that's so. the problem that's where I want mine and everyone's like yeah, oh it hurts and I'm like numbing cream right I yeah they, they did but I mean it was it ha- it's a frog and it has a really thick black outline mm-hmm. like and that outline, I swear to you that. <laughs> She's still suffering from trauma. <laughs> Eight years later, when I had a baby, I was, still com- I was comparing it to like that because I was literally doing like Lamaze, like, <laughs> while they- <laughs> I was like, no, I'm no, going to no. make it, guys. And then, and then it was like, it's a little late. If you want, we could split it up. And I was like, no, 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 because I don't think I'll... <laughs> So you'd have had like half a frog. What happened to his legs? I ate them. <laughs> he was feeling froggy, so he jumped. <laughs> I have him like on my Facebook and he's like, man, you're like super due for like a retouch. And I was like, you leave me alone. <laughs> he says that he tells people. Still that so he's scarred. Like, yeah. No, right. <laughs> it's like eight minutes yeah. later. And she goes, no, for real, though, it hurt. <laughs> for real. It's bad. <laughs> but yeah, people. those people who are like, I yeah. love the way the pain feels. I'm like, give it five more years. You won't. <laughs> you, you can just deal with it now because you're you're young. <laughs> yeah, I I tell people like, and I thought up until that point, I thought my that my pain tolerance was high. It is not, at least not there. And and I I have thought like recently, like I want something small. Like, cause it, it's big. It's not small. It's like, it's pretty big. I would say it's like bigger than my hand. All right. so, I thought you were like talking about this little tiny thing. If it was, if no, it's, it's baseball, I'm going to let you in. No, it's, it's pretty big. It, it's bigger than my hand. So it's not, it's not tiny. It's like a That's tiny butterfly, good. like a little. Okay. little. <laughs> no, it's huge. It's, it's huge in. for a first time. I mean, this guy was really, he was like, are you absolutely sure? He was like, I want you to come back tomorrow. (laughs) And I want you to make sure. Yeah, that would. That that you want it there. Like, and I came back and I was like, this is where I want it. He was like, all right, we're doing it. (laughs) He really tried. Changed your mind. (laughs) Yeah, he really tried. He was like, you sure? Yeah, yeah. But it's a good story. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Maybe at the next tattoo convention, I'll get one. 
That was gonna- before like Facebook was, you know, a thing. You know, like we're back then Facebook was like only for like college students and like stuff like that. So there's like no video. There's no real of it. That's for sure. There's no record. There's no record of your pain. The next time it could be just as bad. (laughs) We're going to do a live podcast slash video. Okay. We're going to do a live video of Paula getting her next tattoo. tattoo. I'm going to need, I'm going to need the chart. (laughs) I don't need the chart so I can pick a better location. That's funny. I love looking at tattoo art though. It's first of all, I can't draw, right? So like I love that these people are so good. They're drawing on people's bodies permanently. Like, and so I think I get the whole apprentice thing and how it's not something like, hey, I'm gonna do this for a year. It's and not yeah, I'm gonna be a tattoo artist. Yeah. It's, it's not a job, it's a lifestyle. Um, I was told that my first year, uh, well, I was told that my first month of tattooing from my mentor, this is not a job. It's a lifestyle. And you're going to understand what I mean later. No, I get it. No, I didn't get it. You are constantly stopped. People see your artwork. Oh my gosh, this is so awesome. People will grab your arm. Can I see that? People will do this. And then as soon as they find out you're a tattoo artist, they want to let you know, I want to get this and I want to get this and I want to get this and I want to do this. And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I want to do this. And this, this tattoo was awful. And this tattoo wasn't. And it's amazing how many stories you get to share through this industry. It's amazing to start meeting tattoo artists and realize that their knowledge is vast, but it's about some crazy stuff. Like, you know, it's literally, well, I was doing this thing for Willow and it led me down to looking at vultures. Then I found out that this vulture would actually, if they didn't eat the, this thing, they would, they're pink and white, but they're pink because of all the blood that they eat. And that's why their veins are doing what they're doing. It is strange the stuff you start to get into just because you're like rabbit hole. Okay, well, now I have this tattoo design for you and I was going through all this and you talked about this one thing and then I did this for it and it, it it's just wild. But that's what makes it special. And it's what makes it your tattoo. I love that. True. And the deep dive. I, I, I relate to the deep dive of really random things that sometimes you just don't know how you got there and have the information no in your head. I'm half the time hanging out with a caterpillar in, in the upside down world of Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I mean, you have, it's just, it, there's so many things. There's so many beautiful, beautiful things. And then you have so many people who, like you're talking about, everybody has a, such different styles. Like I'm an illustrated watercolor artist, but um, you have people who do realism and surrealism and neo-traditional and traditional. And now you're getting into artists truly being the ones who picked up these pens and they're doing stuff that's not been like anything ever. And it's just amazing to sit back and watch. Yeah. the When I found out that tattoo artists also make pins, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. <laughs> yes. Yes. Just because like if when you break it down, a pin is essentially line work like a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, this year, we had a lot of folks really show up. There were so many um, dressed booths that were so good. Like so many of the pin folks did great. Um, we had one lady uh, who dressed her and her shop came and it was it was Newt's suitcase. And they always had a Niffler in the booth. I mean, that was, I was like, oh my gosh, it's new. I mean, they made the whole two booths, the open suitcase. How clever. That's so cool. Yeah. And then uh, Amber Olson and Betsy Lou, they did, um, oh, they, they just look like an apothecary. That word that I'm not even going to try again. Apothecary. Yeah. Thanks guys. Um, so it was just gorgeous though. You walked up there and you had all these, these it, just florals and, and just everybody sit, did so good and they put their little hearts into it, which makes me super happy. Cause I mean, this show is built for adults to still act like they're in their teens. <laughs> Whether you're attending or working it, that's kind of the magic, I guess. It's just, just, it's just a space for people to be themselves without having it's- to put on like that oh, I'm in a professional setting. I need to act one way. It's just where you can just actually be yourself yourself. authentically. I agree. I think that that more spaces need to happen for that right now. And I guess that's, that's kind of what's happening. I I feel the FOMO like a lot now. I felt it a lot just watching it, but now I'm like, (laughs) good next year. Next year. I like to make folks suffer. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Next year, I've, I've heard from like a lot of my podcast friends that they they would like to uh, check it out too. So, 
Yeah, I'm hoping to do a few more things with podcasts. I think that's going to be kind of a wave. Um, it's already a wave of the future. We're already kind of living it. But like I said, a lot of tattoo artists, they plug in. So having an opportunity to do a couple live podcasts, to do some podcasts where you get to meet the people behind it. I mean, that's that's intriguing for me is to actually get to meet the folks who like, you know, you've got like this little shine to because um, it's it's so wild because then you can be like, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions and I get to ask you now because you're normally the one talking. So, you know, it's great to kind of get to dive in a little bit more and have that moment. Yeah, Jeff and I have been throwing ideas back and forth with each other. Um, we have not had them on the podcast yet, but it's it's coming. Oh, we did I'm release bad. now we did record the panel from Lit Inc. Yes. that we did on Wizard Rock, and that has been released, but that it's the same, but it's different. Right. So because that was sure like a very set topic. Great stuff. Uh they were with me a chunk of the time. Like if it was an after yes. party, I think there were a couple of times where I was like, Do you need a ride? So it was it was it's kind of wild because like, yeah, you get to meet new folks, people you had no clue who they were, and then all of a sudden you're like, Okay, you're up in my grill for three, three full days. Yeah, and I only met Jeff in October officially. Oh, that's why we had talked prior. Um, they're really good friends with our friend Juliana, so I've had interactions, but we met in person. I think at Denver. I in Denver. De- I met yeah. them in Denver too. Yeah, I didn't time. think they were at Orlando, but at Denver LeakyCon. Yeah, we had a Kali. I think that uh, they reached out because of you and then ended up being like, hey, I'm going to be there no matter what. So if you need us, if you need an extra volunteer. And I was like, I will use you. And I was, like, if I, I know. can bottle just like, energy. Exactly. I'd no be set. So I literally was just like, here, if you can't find me, find Katie and go. And just so many things were done. Very, very grateful. It was funny because uh, I think they were trying to debate on whether or not they were going home. And then my killer destination ladies, they ended up having to leave a little early. And they were even like, let us pay for that room. We're not going to use it that night. And I'm like, no, it's okay. No worries. And they're like, well, does anybody need a room? I'm like, no, no worries. Okay. And it was about an hour later, Jeff was talking about it. And I was like, hey, you need a room? And Jeff was like, yeah. And I was like, I got you covered. And it just, you know, those once again, yeah. those little kismet things that happen. But I think it's just everybody putting forth all that positivity and love. And it's just, I mean, how, I mean, Friday, there was almost like a tornado swinging by. And that was one of our busiest days. Like Friday, you know, of course, you're going to be your second busiest day. Saturday's your first and Sunday's kind of a little bit slower. But man, Friday was like ringing. It was wild. So I didn't, we didn't find out until like at the end of the day. And <laughs> we were like, wait, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, I was like, food trucks are setting up after five when it might be safe again. But like, I'm also not one. I used to live in Oklahoma City. I don't freak out even like when I get like the alerts and stuff. I'm like, I'm good. I got this. I got this. I lived in Oklahoma City for a decade. Was there during the 2013 tornadoes. I got this. But we were like, oh, that explains that. That's wild. I went to Oklahoma City uh, a year ago in March and it was so wild. We got to, we were at a tattoo convention and my wife and I were staying at this casino and um, we ended up coming back at, and every night Forensic Files was on. And it was like the Oklahoma City Strangler, <laughs> the Oklahoma City Hammerhead, the Oklahoma City this, <laughs> this in Oklahoma City. And I looked at Jessica and I was like, we're not leaving. And, and we're not. We're not even going to Walmart. It was, it was like, dang, did everybody come here just to kill people? What the heck, Oklahoma? I see why you got out, girl. It's it's more the outskirts. Sure, sure. Well, I was on a Native uh, American reservation. So, you know, I was like. Yeah, you're the I, next episode of Criminal Minds. Thank you. <laughs> I mean. It was so wonderful. We, we felt really, really comfortable where we were at. But it was so funny to be like, on this episode of Forensic Files, I just looked at Jessica and I was like, should we put a chair in front of the door? I mean, <laughs> Yeah, my job is still through Oklahoma City. I still actually work for the same company out there. Uh, but y'all had that scavenger hunt tent out there. And I was pretty sure I was going to be the next episode of Criminal Minds because that was that scared me. That is from local artist Matthew Dutton. He uh, he has he has almost like Tim Burton's brain, like some of the crazy things that you'll find. So you get a lot of really red stuff with him. He actually had the opportunity of fixing a lot of the gnomes at rock city. So some of the things that were hidden there, he took down, he fixed them up, patched them back up, put them back up. So um, I work with a lot of local artists when it comes to, that's another thing that we do. You know, I reach out to my, 
installation folks. Hey, what can you do? We had like a big book this year that everybody signed. We had a chocolate frog card that you could kind of pop your head in. Um, I have some really crazy ideas for next year. I think um, I popped out of every item you had in that. Good, good. That's that's what they were there for. That was the best part. That's what it was there for. I have a reel of me just going through the whole entire convention Dang. and popping out behind things. That's awesome, though. I mean, one thing, you know, when I started thinking about because the first year, literally, my biggest thought was, how do you take care of the artist? And then my second year was like, oh, wait, we have attendees. Not to say that I didn't think about them, but like starting my, my brain in the beginning was very filled with what would I need if I were here? What would make it extraordinary? Well, and that comes out of being at conventions where you are an artist or a vendor and you're missing things. Yes. And so same when we started getting to the place of, uh, you know, attendees, uh, we had a scavenger hunt the second year. We had we had some props just kind of just continually pushing those things together and seeing what happens. We are excited to see what comes next. Yes, I'm coming next year. I mean, and any excuse to get out of Florida in July sounds great. I mean, it's not yeah. going to be too much cooler up here, but probably a little bit cooler. Um, y'all should totally go to Dollywood with us. That's going to be fun. I mean, all the taffy you can eat. Uh, do you I'm have sold any taffy? You don't have to sell it beyond that. I am a <laughs> diehard taffy person. You get to see them make it. You get to see them make it. What's your flavor, favorite flavor? Because you're going to laugh when I tell you what mine is. I love, and my friends hate it because, so I'm from the Northeast originally. So whenever my friends hit the beach, they know I like the long rolls. Okay. Well, not the little divot ones. I love all mint flavors, which is so weird because I like spearmint, wintergreen, anything that has like a mint kick to it and taffy. But I'm like, I was never a gum chewer or anything, but mint taffy is my wheel. Like your jam. All right. What about you? Are you a taffy fan? I'm not a taffy fan. Okay. (laughs) More for us. Mine's, Mine's vanilla. That's it. But that's also my favorite ice cream. People are like, you're so strange. And I'm like, oh, that's my favorite ice cream too. I yeah, love it. It's same. pure. It's pure. If I want it's my pure and it's I'll versatile. Yes. It's versatile. And you can, you you can mix it with things. And, and the thing is, you have to have the right vanilla. That's true. Because yeah. there's like 45,000 flavors. Because there are and bad vanillas out there. there and that's vanillas. where they there's, get a bad there's name. There's a lot of great vanillas, but yeah. Uh, yeah. There are yeah. a lot of great vanillas. I'm, I've oh. always stood in that chocolate ice cream should not exist and it should always be vanilla. I'll, I'll go with you on that one. Every yeah. once in a while, I get a hankering for, for chocolate. I remember my grandmother used to get the Neapolitan ice creams, and I would always go in and you you know you open them up, and what's left? Strawberry, the strip of strawberry. Like, why? Hey, don't we have chocolate and vanilla? Well, I want strawberry sometimes. You never eat it, and I know I don't eat it. And then I come here, and there's three there's three gallons, and all it is is strawberry, and strawberry sucks. Thanks, nanny. Yeah. There. I, I'm one of three, so that was the choice because it kind of covered everyone, but I didn't like that they would touch each other. I'm like, no, now it's just watered down yeah, vanilla yeah, with chocolate. Right. If I want chocolate in my ice cream, put a brownie with the vanilla ice cream. Well, there you go. That, some cherries, whipped cream. That's what makes vanilla ice cream great is that you can make it whatever you want it to be. Yep. It could be plain or it could be, um, you know, you can add stuff to it. Oh, my weird one in college. That No, this is, this is a little out there. Because we had the soft serve machine. So I'd get vanilla ice cream. I'd get Rice Krispies. And then I'd get peanut butter. And it was like a peanut butter fluff sundae without the marshmallow. That sounds like something my wife would like. She, uh, same with that. You know, what can we put in here? She, I'd never seen anybody put peanut butter in ice cream. She'll just go get the jar and she puts it in her ice cream. I'm like, what are you doing? And then I was like, okay, that's the thing. I get it. She also likes, uh, what is it? The Okay. So are y'all snow cream fans? Have you ever made your own snow cream? You're looking at me. I've never made snow. I know what snow cream is. Hey, so from the South, when you're here, um, when it used to snow, we would put out a bucket and we would catch the snow. Oh, yeah, we've done that. Okay, so yeah, making your own snow cream. But she gets the snow cream from Mayfield and she puts peanut butter with that. And I'm kind of like, I'm Mm. so weirded out by that. But to her, it's like we used to do it when you put it in a coffee pot, like a coffee container. Mm -hmm. And then we'd roll it back and forth as a game when we were kids. Because I came from the land of blizzards and we had a lot of snow. We had a lot of snow. That is very, very true. Yeah. But um, Zoom on PBS taught us that. And you could put it 
You would put like rock salt in a bigger container and in the middle container, you would put all the ingredients and you'd roll it back and forth. And that's what like would churn it. So we would sit on the floor rolling coffee holder, like the the metal tins that coffee would come in in the big ones. Yes. We would roll it back and forth. That's wild. We literally just got a bowl of snow from outside and added like a milk and sugar thing and stirred it up and it, it's perfection. I, I think the point of this was to distract us longer. <laughs> That must have been it. We did. <laughs> it was like, this dessert. will distract the children and they will get <laughs> ice cream afterwards. So go roll this back and forth. No, it's not ready yet. You got to keep going. Oh, it's like an hour of fun before the I ice cream. I would have fallen for that. So yeah, no, I got this. Well, it'd be it's fun because like you like roll it and you know, things like that don't roll in a straight line. So it'd just be like chaos. I've been in Florida for a long time. <laughs> I born and raised in Chattanooga, so I've been here for a minute. Uh, love, love, love our city. I, I, I do. I love. I want to come explore more of Chattanooga. You should. I've never should. been to Chattanooga. I've only been to Nashville. We're cooler. We're cool. I've been to airports. <laughs> <laughs> our airport with the whole three hangers. Heck yeah. We're getting two added. Watch out. <laughs> I mean, the Harrisburg airport's kind of the same, but getting an Uber was rough. That's what I heard across the board. I'm trying to figure something out for next year. I got a real taxi and I shared with a lady who was going to the teacher's convention that was next to the tattoo convention. They reached out to us. They were really, really awesome. They're wanting to do something with us next year. They were great. Like her and I were. We're very hometown here. Elisha Wood came for the Chattanooga Film Fest one year and probably signed 450,000 autographs and he let everybody take a photo. Nobody like ran after him or anything but at the same time like he was really kind and he just walked around Chattanooga and experienced the whole city it was wild that yeah it was one of those I was like it was really one of those highlights because yet again that was another actor and I got to meet him which was really cool um another one of those actors who I've watched my entire life being stuff and to find out he wasn't an asshat that was awesome Mm -hmm. like he was just he was just like my first memory of him is uh, so this is a book I loved and I love it all every iteration he was the artful dodger and they it was like a made for TV movie of Oliver. Oh, I missed that. Um, he's been in so many things. The Ice Storm, Eternal, uh, Everything is Illuminated. Those are just like the, the really obscure yeah. things. Oh, these were the ones like this was he was like 10 to 12 years old. And yeah, yeah. so I remember it because I'm pretty sure we're pretty close in age, him and mm-hmm. I. So it was like, as he was doing like younger movies, I was around that age to be watching them. Is there anything else you would like to share or promote or also tell us where we can find you on the socials? Yes. Um, at literary Inc on Instagram, literary Co. Um, on the net. Um, we have a lot of things that we're going to be dropping soon. As I've already said, we're coming back July, 2024. We're going to Dollywood afterwards. Um, there's probably going to be some parties some pre-lit parties and some post parties again. Um, the drag show, uh, Sunday night after party was one of my favorite parts. It was one of the, it was, you know, at the end of it, you're like, woo, but at the same time, you still had one party to go and it was crazy and it was fun. Um, just be prepared to experience a lot of crazy love, tattooing, and um, coffee and shenanigans, man. <laughs> Lesson learned, don't fly out on Sunday. Don't fly out on Sunday. No, there's always that last little kick. Um, but yeah, uh, I can't wait. I mean, I appreciate y'all letting me be on here and just talking about the show and kind of bringing back a couple of fun memories. And I can't wait to see what we do next time. Yeah. Well, you are always welcome on and we will be promoting the heck out of it. So- That's it. Awesome. Ladies, y'all have an amazing night. Thank you again for letting me be on the show. No, thank you for coming on. And I can't wait to see everything that's coming. And then Paula, why don't you shout out your socials before we sign off? Uh, You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitch at Unconceivable. And then you can find me at Mandrakes and Mischief on Instagram and the podcast at Creating Magic Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And until next time, keep creating. Wow.